0: This is Buck's Breakfast. Let's take a closer look then at today's front pages. Jonathan, uh, where would you like to start?
1: Can I start by uh, posing a slight philosophical question? Does it matter if the news is a day late? The reason I ask is that two of this morning's papers have got things on the front pages that we talked about yesterday because they were on other papers' front pages yesterday. Specifically, the Daily Express have got the Churchill Foundation airbrushing Churchill out of their history. <laughs> yeah, We talked about this yesterday. It was on one of the other pages of the papers. And the Daily Star, 270k NHS jobs. We talked about that yesterday as well, didn't <laughs> yes, we? Yes, we did, yes. But does it matter... Um, Putting myself, um, and this is not something I feel comfortable doing, putting myself inside the mind of the editor of one of these papers, (laughs) um, do they look at the other papers when they're putting together today's paper and say, well, they did that yesterday, so we can't? Or do they say, well, they did that yesterday, but we've got something new about it? Or do they say, they did that yesterday, but none of our readers will have read that, so it doesn't matter? I don't know. I really don't.
0: It's a very good question, a very good question. Um, I'm going to compare two papers uh, in my first story this morning, starting with The Telegraph, and they've got Burnham tells Starmer Labour must seize the moment. Um, He's uh, basically saying uh, Labour could miss its biggest opportunity uh, for some time to take on Boris Johnson. So Andy Burnham, I just wonder if he's starting to, well continuing to make moves looking (laughs) towards the leadership of course he needs to get himself a seat first of all doesn't he and he does say he's very much enjoying being the mayor of uh, the Manchester metropolitan area Um, but also if we look at the Daily Express this morning we've got uh, Rishi Sunak I can't find the Express now here it is Rishi Sunak somewhere uh, over
1: to the right, <laughs> saying
0: his immense his immense pride at bounce back Britain, and I wonder is this Rishi or is this the editor of the Daily Express starting to manoeuvre him into a position to take on Boris? Mm. We do know, of course, that there there have been some uh, there has been a bit of argy bargy between Number Ten and Number Eleven. So I just wonder, you know, and interesting that it's happening on both sides of uh, of politics at the same time. We could be in for a, a very interesting 12 months, I think.
1: Yeah, when you say it's happening, I, th- I think it's always happening. It's just a little bit more obvious just at the moment with everything yeah. else that's going on. Yeah. Um, to, to that effect, in The Times, uh, they've t- conducted a poll which reveals, according to The Times, uh, Tories trailing Labour with lowest backing since the election. Yeah. Just be- because of the announcement earlier this week. Uh, and uh, what The Times is saying there is, well, they're quoting uh, a political research director at YouGov as saying, well, the well, First off, he, he sort of um, covers himself a little bit by saying we shouldn't be cautious of leading to too many conclusions from a single poll. Mm. But it looks as if the government may have sacrificed their reputation for low taxes without actually getting much credit for helping the NHS. Mm. A little bit of a foot bullet situation. I don't possibly.
0: that's very, very interesting because, you know, the, one of the founders of YouGov is Nadeem Zahawi, the, uh, the vaccine minister. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, yes, Ah. yes. Which is why some people, and not me, I'm not saying a thing, but some people might take YouGov polls with a bit of a pinch of salt because, you know, they say, oh, well, it depends how you ask the question. It depends who you ask. Um, And Mm. they can can sort of swing some of these polls whichever way they want, allegedly. But, uh, yeah, interesting then. Tories have dropped five points in that poll.
1: Yeah, uh, there's sort of I suppose that that sort of comment would uh, imply that um, that organisation is not as impartial as it would claim to mm, be. Mm. But then, uh, from every political point of view, an impartial and an objective poll is one that agrees with you.
0: Yes absolutely
1: absolutely and <laughs> it's that's just the way they work isn't it
0: <laughs> and and of course you know we there are several polls that run there are several different polling companies and i think it it pays to to look at all of them and and then sort of take a view uh, on a balance of of all of the polls
1: Mm, yes, we, we did say, Pip, didn't we, when we started doing the papers, that we weren't going to just talk about politics all yes. the time. Go on. But can I talk about one more before we move <laughs> on to, to uh, the real world? Um, it's uh, in the uh, Telegraph, and also I think in the Guardian, um, French reject Patel's migrant pushback. Now, I saw a very interesting map yesterday on something or other, um, that uh, international waters starts 12 miles from the coast... That, that is a, a standard thing. Every, everywhere you go, if you're within 12 miles of the coast, you are in waters that belong to that country. Uh, but the English Channel at its narrowest point is less than 24 miles wide, so that means that there isn't a bit of international waters in between Britain and France. At the narrowest bit, mm. and I just love the idea of that meeting between Pretty <laughs> Patel and the French, where you're going to have to pardon the comedy French accent. Patel says, "If you, you we want you to stop sending uh, migrants across the Channel," and the French say, "Non." <laughs> and uh, she says that she then says, "Well, if you send them, we'll turn them back," and the French say, "Non." <laughs> And and just probably just go and Pratel then goes away saying right well we're going to do it anyway mm, yeah <laughs> uh, all, all probably in in carefully couched political language oh but you absolutely. can't help thinking that that's what they were actually saying
0: yeah 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 uh, one uh, more from the Daily Telegraph from me um, and it's a small story in the bottom right hand corner but I think actually it's a it's a big story can genetic super pigs. Bring home the bacon. Now, interestingly, (laughs) this isn't about bacon and the quality of bacon and so on. This is in the business pages. This is a business story. How can we make more money from, um, you know, food production and so on? And I just think, you know, if you go back 100 years when food production was completely different. We didn't have these diseases going through uh, farms and so on, and it's industrial-scale farming, in my opinion. I'm not a farmer. I'm not a scientist. But industrial-scale farming... It's all about the money, Um, and personally, I don't want genetically modified animals. I think just leave it to Mother Nature, do things on a smaller scale, don't make it all about the money, and uh, then we and the pigs can all live a happy life.
1: You're not the first to say it, and I'm sure you won't be the last. Mm-hmm. a couple of interesting ones on the front of the eye. First off, they've sort of asked a question, a nonsensical question, and answered it just in the pointer to page seven. Uh, World's first net zero coal mine, question mark. Not so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so has anybody actually suggested a net zero coal mine? <laughs> and then the, the I, presumably, uh, think it won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> because uh, they just said so in those few words. You know, you don't need to look at page seven to know what that's likely okay. to be about. Mm. But above that, Elvis Costello goes Spanish. Oh, Okay, so he's well known for sort of suddenly taking a sharp left turn and going off and doing something completely different. In fact, one of my uh, favourite albums is called The Juliet Letters, mm-hmm. which he—it was Elvis Costello and a classical string quartet, the Brodsky Quartet, um, doing uh, letters sent by people to um, address to Juliet, care of Verona, which apparently lots of people do. And this professor at the University of Verona actually takes it upon himself to answer these letters and Elvis Costello and the Brodsky Quartet came out with a what's basically a classical album uh, based on that concept so he's got form about suddenly doing something odd and now apparently he's suddenly going Spanish but they're quoting him as saying some of my fans might ask what the hell is going on I'm not so sure they would actually because if you're an Elvis Costello fan you're probably used to it Mm, yeah
0: yeah Uh, One last one from me on the front of The Star this morning, Uh, just in the bottom left-hand corner, Sewage in Rivers bid kicks up stink it's another story that we've spoken about earlier on this week and that's a picture of fergal Sharkey, and he is a campaigner for our chalk streams now i don't know whether he lives locally but he does crop up on uh, local Mm. pages talking about uh, the sewage and the whole clean water and um you know pollution situation that's on page four inside the star this
1: morning yeah, and my last one is a gorgeous picture on the front of the Times, which is something that could only happen in England. The annual Brambles cricket match, which is a tradition that began in the 60s. It happened yesterday. And mm. what they do is they walk out at low tide or maybe they go by boat out into the Solent to a sandbank that's only visible at very low tides and they play a cricket match <laughs> on this sandbank. And the the best bit, the the bit I love about the the caption for this, the two teams, the Royal Southern Yacht Club and the Island Sailing Club, take it in turns to win. Only in England. (laughs) How wonderful.
0: And those are today's front pages. Thank you, sir. This is Buck's Breakfast.